2018 Robot Scott and Todd coming at you live and in charge. Live and in charge? That doesn't make any sense. Coming at you, huh? Recording live, you won't listen to it live. Recording live, yeah, no one's listening to this live. Except us. Barely. Anyway. um, 100% of our current audience is listening to it live. That is correct. You got that (laughs) shit right. Hot damn. Okay. A lot to talk about today. Quite the slate of topics to go through. Some of these are quick. Some of these are pretty quick. You're right. But still, lots of topics. I wanted to start with uh, the biggest news and the biggest sport in America. No, I'm not talking about the Winter Olympics. I'm talking about the NBA trade deadline that uh, lapsed this past week. Yeah, this past week. Last, no, last Thursday. Right. Is that what I said? This past week. Oh, it was, um, it was February 1st, right, which was two Thursdays ago. Whatever. No, it was last Thursday. Okay, February 8th. Doesn't matter. We're experts here. We know what we're talking about. We have mics in front of us, so everything we say is it, true. It does matter. Oh, relevant. Okay. So, NBA trade deadline went down last Thursday, which is what I said the first time. And biggest deal of all, by far, was it actually involved multiple teams, but was uh, the moves, the move, if you will, that the Cavaliers made, most notably uh, the trade they made with the Lakers, basically <clears throat> giving IT, Isaiah Thomas, the, the big pickup and off-season free agency, giving him up to the Lakers uh, in exchange for two players that I believe we had talked about just last week on the pod that I said, I hope stick around. And now they're gone, and I'm pissed about the whole situation. Um, Utah was also involved. Rodney Hood, who is an excellent Duke player, who has been a decent pro. Um, and someone else whose name Hood escapes is me. hit or miss. I mean, he's been decent, but he's also been terrible. I mean, well, he plays for Utah, so who knows? Who the hell knows? Um, well, Utah's been killing it the last <clears throat> 10 games or something. Well, there you go. So have the Lakers since the trade. In any event... Um, so the Eagles. What is, what is the... Not the Eagles. <laughs> the Lakers what? have been killing it, so they've gone like two and they've six. They've won four in a... Or... Fuck you! They've won four in a row! Anyway. <laughs> Against so, whom? It does, does that, is that Guns. relevant? When it you're is. When you're bottom to the bottom of the basement, maybe ahead true, of the Suns true, in the true, West, true. winning any games are against better competitors of better records. So, unless they're in the Eastern Conference. But anyway... Um, so again, uh, IT and Channing Frye were the two players from the Cavaliers that moved to the Lakers, and Jordan Clarkson and Larry Nance Jr., uh, the two names that moved over to Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland also got Rodney Hood. Do you, I can't remember who the last player was. Wait, didn't Schumpert go to the Lakers too? He may have. I hope not, because I really fucking hate that guy. Pretty I just sure remember did. Channing Frye. I should have done I, I did zero Channing research Frye on definitely this. did. Okay. I figured you would know that, because I know you were a, a Channing Frye follower from his days Channing's in Portland. great. As a person? Yes. Or as a player? Both? As a player, yes to both? His usefulness has waned. Okay. I mean, so in any event... Of, <laughs> before the advent of the threes, he was kind of like, meh. And then he got good because he was shooting threes. And then uh, now he's older. Right. He's, a, he's one of those guys that like when you hear him in trade talks like this or whatever, you're like, wait, he's still in the league? Like, he's, no, he's probably... Knows. I mean, he has a podcast with uh, Richard... Uh, what's his name? On the cast. Jefferson. It's supposed to be really good. I've never actually listened to it. Okay, but you have to realize uh, so not Lakers, everyone listens Lakers to individual... Thomas and Fry and a right. It, you have to realize not everyone listens to individual NBA players' podcasts. So, no, I do think Channing Fry is to be one a good one. Guys. I mean, it's, be- it's got to be better than J.J. Redick. JJ Redick, I actually subscribed to this podcast. He hasn't posted one since July, so no, either he changed the name he's of on it. The ringer or... now. Oh, I thought he had one. I think he's had one more recently. There you go. So maybe he did, and he changed the name of it, and I just didn't pick up on I, it. I think he brings in like um, other people. <clears throat> I mean, that seems obvious, but I mean, other like right. people to co-host with him, not just. Right. No, he definitely does. He definitely does, and he talked about that. He was on maybe Bill Simmons' podcast? He was on some other podcast where I yeah, heard his, him talking his about His last that. podcast was February 1st, so... Oh, okay. So clearly he's changed, and I didn't pick up on that. 
Well, that explains why he's not posted a podcast since July. (laughs) In any event, let's get back to the trade. Obviously, everyone knows where my thoughts are going, and I'll add a little more to it. But what were your thoughts on the trade as someone who I know despises L.A. and probably could give two shits about Cleveland? Uh, yeah, I don't really like either team. I mean, I think it's it was a good-ish move for the Cavaliers. They got younger. They got rid of some of their shittier players, I guess. Right. I mean, they got rid of Derrick Rose, plus. They got rid of Dwayne Wade, Dwayne plus. Wade. Right. They got rid of IT, plus. They got some, like, competent players back. I mean, solid players like Hood and... Um, Ingram are both kind of like heat check kind of guys. Like they don't play consistently great, but right, they're I mean they're solid players, and they got George Hill. Um, they got they got younger in the positions, and like the their old players were like the has been all stars, and now they have like not quite all stars. Right. So I think I think the team like will play better defense. It'll have more energy. LeBron's excited. They've been playing better in the two games they played. I think they're like killing it tonight. Actually, I read that LeBron was going off. So, how is it that J.R. Smith did not get traded? How is he still playing for the Cavs? Uh, how is he? He's, he's been shooting better now that uh, now that the trade now has that- happened. Now I mean, that again, not... it's like two games, so. I know, I know. It's very early. So, <clears throat> switching back to the important oh, So, part. sorry. Yes. Um, the Cavaliers are up on OKC, which, again, it's another, like, off and on team. Like the Blazers. Like, they play really well. They beat the, I think they beat the Warriors the other day by, like, 20 points. Mm-hmm. And now they're down six to the Cavaliers with, like, 30 seconds left, so. I'm going to call that an L, which is good for the Blazers because they're behind them in the standings. There you go. <clears throat> Are they in ninth, ninth spot, eighth spot? The Blazers? The Blazers? No, they're in sixth, I think. Oh, sixth spot. Okay. There you go. They might be in seventh. They they vacillate between, like, seventh and fifth. Well, that happens. Eighth. That's I mean, normally basically that's the, the back whole half. West outside of uh, Golden San State. Antonio is separated by, like, two or three games. Yeah. Well, even that, San Antonio is nine and a half back, and the Clippers, who are in ninth place, are 14 back. How are the Clippers doing this? Who's left there? <laughs> like, they're totally in rebuild Lil. mode. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan. And they got a uh, fucking dumbass Rivers, the pair of them. Austin Rivers? One's yeah. playing on the court, yeah. Um, so Portland is currently in sixth. And if Oklahoma City loses, they'll be half game back. I got you. From Oklahoma City. So, again, looking at the more important aspect of this trade is what the Lakers got, which basically is Isaiah Thomas, who's a human Band-Aid, who will not be on the team next year. They got his expiring contract. Yeah, they got his expiring contract. They got Channing Frye's expiring contract. They're not going to keep him around. Yeah, they got flexibility to sign LeBron next year. Now they have two max spaces. (laughs) Obviously, I am praying to every god with a capital G or a small g that I possibly can that LeBron does not join the Lakers, although everyone seems to think that's what's going to happen. They have room for two max players, either both this summer or one this summer or one next summer. And what I think they could do, this is the latest rumor, I don't know if you've heard this or not, is they could go after Anthony Davis, which would be an intriguing play. Yeah, I mean... I don't think the Pelicans will trade Davis. I mean, they could go after Anthony Davis, but it's it's. Uh, I mean, the Pelicans are in kind of a shitty spot after Demarcus, yeah, went down because like With injury, yeah, tore his Achilles, which is like the worst fucking injury you can have. Yes. your own Kobe Bryant was, I recall, a shell of himself after he tore his Achilles. Two things. First of all, his... still made the two free throws, and second of all, that was seasons. 18, 19, and 20 after the Achilles saying, injury. So, but I, of, yeah, course, would, of course he was. He was older, but he was useless yes. after. He just bricked a bunch of shots and went on his victory well, tour. I don't know if you saw his final game when he scored 60 points or not, but whatever. It's yeah, the point. I'm sure it was solid defense that people were playing against the Kobe 
It was. You had to take 36 fucking shots to get his 60 points. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway. I just watched that game again recently. Excellent game. Why? That's not worth watching. It came on NBA Classics. Yes, it Kobe's, most certainly is if you're a Lakers Kobe's fan. Kobe's last two is. seasons are not worth watching. No, they totally are. Um, Top five greatest players of all time. Go ahead. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. Oh. Oh. Uh, why, why are you so against LeBron? He's the best fucking player in the league. Why would you not want him on your team? Because he thinks he's the best fucking player in the league, and he's won. He is. He's won one re- one ring recently. I know he's gone to seven straight finals. I I will never forgive him, not for the decision. I don't give a shit about the decision. <laughs> it was the day after the decision that he comes out oh, like out some on deity stage on stage and... with Dwayne and the the, the uh, alien Bosch. Chris Bosh, and gets the mic and makes the now famous statement: "How many rings are we gonna win? I don't know. One." Two, three, all the way up to five. You didn't win five, you dumb fuck. You won two. You got lucky with one of them. Yeah, and he he's a pompous ass. <laughs> he definitely should not have won one of those. And he should have won the one that he won two years ago either, in my personal opinion. They got lucky nah, and came they back and got, won some, that. got some uh, favorable calls. If Draymond wasn't kicking people in the nuts, they wouldn't have won that one either. Exactly. But, I mean, that's part of it is luck. I understand. Anyway. So let's call him a one-ring winning player in 14 so seasons. If they sign two, you think they'll like if they could get Anthony Davis somehow? What are they yes. going to trade? What are they going to trade for Anthony Davis? Though he's still got like two years on his contract. I understand. Yeah, they got nothing. They're here's here's who they're not going to trade. They're not going to trade Kuzma because they're paying him seven dollars an hour, and they're not going to trade Ingram because they think Ingram is the next Kevin Durant with not quite as good a shooting touch, but just that sick length that is doesn't make sense. Lonzo Ball, in so my opinion, about forty-five pounds. Right. Yeah, yeah he needs he needs to eat a couple meals. Lonzo Ball and Lonzo Ball, in my opinion, because of his father, actually is not untouchable. I think they could potentially put Lonzo in a trade situation. And I know Julius Randle is a piece that I wish would stay on the Lakers, but if you're picking up a big, you kind of have to get rid of Julius Randle, um, just because there's no space for him. He's not having a great I mean, season. He's... I could see them trading. I, I guess you have to get the salaries to work, so they'd have to have some kind of, like, contract filler or something, but, like... Yes. They could trade Lonzo and, uh... Who did you not want to trade? Kuzma. Right. I mean, they'd obviously want to keep Kuzma, but you're going to have to give up something to get Anthony Davis. I don't, I don't think Anthony Davis is available, but... And if he is, I don't think the Lakers have the stuff to get him. If I mean, were, probably not. If They'd he want were the like, world, if he were a unrestricted free agent or a free agent, I think they could sign him. But I don't think they have the yank him. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they have the salary to swap for him because what does he make like twenty something a year? Yeah, I mean he's he's up there, high twenties probably, if not thirty. I don't. I haven't looked at his contract, but um, I mean, if they win after a big, they'd obviously give up Lopez, which is a shame because he's been a good player this year. And he's got a bigger contract than you think. I mean, he oh, was yeah, on the Nets. The Lopez. Nets have the Russian billionaire. They could trade he Lopez. Was just... That's true. I don't, but I don't know why the Pelicans would want that. Well, just to, if, if they like the Twin Towers situation, just to have somebody next to DeMarcus who's yeah. clearly the human ace bandage, as I like to say. Anyway, I don't um, think that's going to happen. But... I don't think it's going to happen either. I don't think Anthony Davis is going to happen, but it's intriguing to at least think about it. Next um, season, he's 25 mil. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, 23, then, then 25, then 27, then 28. Um, Five-year extension. I mean, I think more likely they would get they could get Paul George and they definitely get Paul George or yeah. somebody else that I'm not thinking about who will be available. But here's the other thing. That... <laughs> you could get, get the, the Mello. fuck out of here. You could, you could get all I, the... I give up on Laker parts. Nation if they sign Mello. That's just, that's the dumbest thing you could possibly <laughs> you do. You could get all the shitty parts of the... Th- not Paul George, he's good, but... You could get half shitty and half good from the Thunder and try to recreate it with Lonzo instead of Russell Westbrook. But the interesting thing that I... Yeah, because they're the same player. The interesting thing that I've heard is that from, you know, local beat writers or whatever, is that Russell Westbrook has actually done a good job of integrating Paul George into the team. And he might be... I mean, obviously he's trying, but he might have been able to convince Paul George to stay in Oklahoma City. Now, how you can do that when Paul George is from L.A., and L.A. is just a better place than Oklahoma City. Sorry for all of our Oklahoma City fans. Uh, I don't know, but... 
gotta be. You know. I mean, so, I don't even like L.A., but it's gotta be. Um, yeah. I mean, there's definitely more shit to do, but uh, I mean, I think he he's I think he's done a pretty good job. Like they their their team's not as good as they should be still. Like OKC, right. um, that's kind of like the Blazers. Like they have two solid superstars, and right? They just can't put together a consistent string of wins. Um, yeah. I think that's more on Westbrook, but uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I don't, even if he likes playing with them, if they don't get past the first round, there's no way he's staying. Oh, I agree. I agree. Because like, why like everyone he, else, what are they going to get? Nothing. They don't have a ton of assets. I mean, nobody has a ton of assets because the fucking salary cap screwed everybody. This is true. Except for the Lakers, actually. They're the one team. Dumb, dumb luck. <laughs> timing. It's all about timing. And good planning by Magic Johnson and Rob Lincoln, yeah. general manager no, of the Los Angeles Lakers. that did Lakers. not happen. It's dumb luck. Well, you know. I mean, I guess they could... Befalls they could, winners. Uh, they could maybe get... I can't imagine they would get DeAndre, but they could possibly get him. No, so is, I don't want is he up this year? Is he got, I think he's got another year. I think he has one more year too. He's worth like his contract's like thirty million or something. His contract's gigantic too. It's ridiculous. And but I mean, but yeah, you make a good point. He's going to be out there because the Clippers clearly are in full-on tank mode. So they're going to give up everything for a box of Kleenex. Um, so whoever wants him can probably get him once he's available. Do the Lakers have their picks or anybody else's picks they can trade. I don't think so, because they traded a lot of them away a long time ago. Well, they um, just got that Cavs pick. Well, they got that one back. But I think that's that's that not going to be... I think Whatever. it is this summer, but it's not going to... It's not going to... It'll be like it's a 28th traded. pick or something. Yeah, they could trade it, I suppose. Yeah. It's an asset. They can get Better used to get nothing. Anthony Davis. Yeah, we'll give you the 28th pick for Anthony Davis. 28th pick and Julius Randle for Anthony Davis. What do you say? Um, I, I mean, but yeah. you know, it all depends on what the ownership of those, uh, the respective teams want to do. Some owners want to, you know, get rid of salary, and God knows Anthony Davis is a big rock of a salary. So, yeah, but they're not. And I'm really, sure Cousins I, isn't cheap either. You know, no, I, I don't think I don't think they'll dump him for salary. I mean, if if they're smart, they'll trade him and try and rebuild. But yeah, I mean that basically like I don't think they have good attendance in New Orleans. And no. if you trade Anthony Davis, your attendance will be even shittier yeah. than it already is. Team's gonna turn on you. Um, because watching so we'll forty see. games of uh, Drew Holiday and a hobbled Boogie Cousins is not gonna bring, not gonna fill the seats. You don't think Boogie puts puts asses in the seats? Come on. I think he probably does, but I don't. I don't know what he's gonna look like when he comes back. I mean, he's the he's big, a double like, double machine, and he's a tech waiting to happen. That's exciting. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I figured. Um, so that was obviously the blockbuster trade. That was the big one. And and by the way, you mentioned it, but Dwayne Wade going back to Miami, kind of a you know a, an asterisk on the the top of this trade. But um, what it really tells me, and I I I have no problem with Dwayne Wade. I kind of like him as a person. He was the one that was originally in Miami when they did the whole fiasco. Um, what it tells me is he sh- he shouldn't have left to begin with. He went to Chicago. That didn't work out. He went to Cleveland, clearly chasing a ring. That didn't work out. He should have just stayed in Miami. Um, I, you know, I heard there was some rift between he and Pat Riley, and that's why he left. Clearly, it wasn't that bad because he's going back. Um, well, it I don't know. Choice. Even right, but even though he's a you know a Chicago kid, born and bred, went to Marquette. Miami was always kind of his true home. So I guess I'm in a way happy for him to be going back home to end his career there. Uh, I think his wife's you know, happy too. I'm sure his wife's happy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, going from Cleveland back to Miami. I mean, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, so you know, let him end however it is he wants to end. So, so Shepard got <laughs> sent to Sacramento. Man, that sucks for him. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Anyone getting sent to Sacramento is. I mean, the, the Cavs have the been the a mess this year, but can, if you're going from Cleveland to fucking Sacramento, oh. Again, nothing about than... the town. Sacramento is probably actually a cooler town to hang out in than Cleveland. Oh, I'm sure but... it is than Cleveland. <sighs> That's rough. Shitty franchise. That's the problem there. So, <laughs> yeah. you think so? You don't think Vladi's? <laughs> I mean, I love Vladi. Strings. Old school Laker, obviously, but 
You shouldn't. You not, know. As a, not as a GM. Not Exactly, not as a front office guy. I mean, Vladdy came to potty back in the late 80s for the Lakers, but <laughs> ever since he's been in Sacramento, that team has not been good, ever. Not even sniffed good. It's just, it's a it's a disaster. So. But they have young guys, so maybe turn things I mean, around. They can figure out if, how to if draft this, somebody good. If this was the NFL, I'd agree with you. But there <clears> is not the same parity in the NBA. There are teams that are just cellar dwellers year after year, and Sacramento is one of those teams. They've not been good for a very, very long time. They've not even competed yeah, but in they, the playoffs I mean, for a very long time. It's their own fault. They keep drafting centers for some reason. I know. They, kept, I know they drafted is. like five centers while they had cousins. Right. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. You know, building blocks. I mean, no. <laughs> and then they traded DeMarcus Cousins for nothing. Yeah, but they definitely traded DeMarcus Cousins for, yeah, for I mean, Snickers. Their Barrett owner, I think, is a nice guy, but I think he's medals, and well, I don't think he knows anything yeah, about basketball. It's it's the the or Indian guy, right? Who knows? Uh, he got his money from insurance, there. I think. Yeah, he knows nothing about. He knows a lot about business, but he knows nothing about the business of sport. And I think I mean, he probably knows about there. as much as we do about the NBA, which is not enough to like. I like, don't I'm think not he does. Scouting every player, maybe he doesn't. Who knows? <laughs> he's not listening to as many people tell him that he's doing a shitty job right. as we are. Right. right. I mean, he has better seats than we'll ever have, but I think that's the only oh, advantage man. he has over us in terms of basketball. Um, Does he? So that was obviously on the floor. Do most owners sit on the floor. Like most of them I do. Know Paul Allen sits on the floor. He sits well, I say like, most of them do. He sits like behind the, not behind the basket, but on the front row, like on the end. Right. And that's I what I was going to say. Mark pretty Cu- much adjacent to the bench, but Mark Mark Cuban, his seats were always kind of under under a basket. He was always a row or two up. I feel like. Just because he was yelling so much, I think he wanted to give himself that buffer. <laughs> um, room to throw his beer. Exactly. Certainly the the dirty old uh, Donald Sterling, the old owner of the Clippers, he always sat front and center with his 18-year-old, you know, Latina girlfriends or whatever. Um, I'm trying to think of other owners. I know a lot of, I mean, obviously, obviously all the owners have luxury boxes. Some of them certainly would sit up there. Um, so I don't know. Yeah. It just depends. It's Obviously, they have access like to football, whatever they want. The boxes are probably like some of the best seats, but definitely not in basketball. I mean, they're not bad, but no. And you, I think I'd much rather the sit on the floor. Probably want it. They'd rather have somebody else pay for those than use them themselves. Themselves. Well, I'm sure that's true in football too. True. Whatever the that's premium seat is, you'd rather have other people pay for it than use your own money. But, um. So, again, that was the that was the blockbuster trade. <clears throat> Cavs, Lakers, I guess Sacramento's involved, Utah as well. What other trades hit your radar? Did Portland make any moves? Uh, they traded... Um, fuck, no, I can't remember his name. A, a guy they got from Charlotte who is a real... He was a pretty high draft pick. We didn't draft him, obviously. Charlotte did. Um, Adam Morrison? No, I can see his <laughs> I can see his face. Anyway, they traded him for basically like a guy that they or a guy that Charlotte was like stashing overseas or something. Basically just to hmm. get under the luxury tax. So it was a money uh, play. Yeah, that was it. So nothing, basically. Yeah, basically nothing. Noah um, Vonley. Noah Vonley. They traded Noah Vonley. Oh, Noah Vonley. Okay. I mean, he's a good hustle guy. He's a little like, a little bit of a tweener. Yeah. He's probably like six nine, I would guess. I mean, he's a pretty good rebounder. He has a decent shot. He just, I think, he was behind like Ed Davis, and Nurkic, and Aminu, and Mo Harkless even. He just wasn't getting enough playing time. Like he needs to be on a young, shitty team. And like, I think, yeah, he traded to the Bulls, so. He should get plenty oh. of run there, or he's got the opportunity because their whole team sucks. So that is a young shitty team, and they're in the <laughs> Eastern Conference. So yeah, good move for him and his future. Yeah, I wish him um, all the best. Finally, is good. Course. Even though I couldn't remember his name for some reason, skipped your mind. Um, so, but I don't you think, think there the were cat... any other major trades. I mean, everyone the was Blake expecting... Griffin deal. Oh yeah, Blake happened before. That, but we already talked about, about that, that, and that was beforehand. Yeah, we, um, we talked about it. I mean, everyone thought DeAndre was going to get traded. There's a lot of rumors that Lou Will would get traded. Right. The I Clippers, for some reason, 
traded Blake and then did nothing else. I think, honestly, I think some of these teams wanted to trade stuff, but since everyone has, like, bad contracts, you can't get, like, a... It's hard to get a lopsided trade because if you right. want to get rid of something, you're going to have to take some shitty stuff back, too. Yep. Because you got... That's... Like, I think Lou Williams signed for, like, $8 million a year or something insane like that, which is, uh, from what I've heard on other podcasts, is, like, probably going to be the new kind of, like, decent player contract, but, like... Right. You got guys like Nick Batum, former Blazer, right. who's making twenty million a year, or DeAndre's making you know twenty eight or whatever he is. Yeah. Like he's not gonna get that again, right? Because teams aren't gonna put that much money towards one player, especially if it's sort of like a one dimensional guy. I mean, he, you know, obviously he can dunk and has the highest... yeah. He shoots seventy percent and he gets eighteen rebounds a game, but he shoots forty percent from the free throw line. <clears throat> Yeah, and he, if he has an off night, you're screwed. Everything's the with, within the restricted area. Dunks, yes. and he plays. He's a rim protector, which I mean, that's all he needs to be. But like, right, you're not going to give a quarter of your your salary cap to somebody like that anymore. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Lou will at eight million. Shit, that's a deal. You put him on the right team, he could be the leading scorer of the team. Yeah, he's good. I mean, and it like, might have been nine million, but it was it was like whatever it is. Digit, yeah, I think not enough. That would drive me nuts if I were on a basketball team. I mean, it's hard to put myself in this scenario, but <laughs> if I were on a basketball team and I was a you know a decent mid level player, not an all star, not even a first or second or third team All NBA, but you know a little bit behind that, and there was just some kid who would hit at the right time. And was maybe even a little better than me, but was making like three times what I was making. Yeah. And because like because all it's all public knowledge, that's got to drive some of those guys nuts. There's plenty of guys that in the big salary cap spike who signed for like 15 or 16 mil a year. That yeah. Lou, Lou Williams is way better. Than of course. That are riding the bench. That aren't even getting playing time. Or, you know, maybe getting playing time, but not getting enough playing time or as much playing time. Yeah, fucking Myers Leonard. I mean, Portland has a lot of terrible contracts that they signed that year, but he makes like 10 or 12 a year. He never plays. He only plays in garbage time. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Man, he's like an amazing, like, physical specimen. Like, the dude is big and muscular. But he's so terrible. Jesus Christ. He looks like, he always looks clueless. When he gets when he gets out there, he can shoot the three, but his release is so fucking slow that he, yep. If he hesitates well, he's, at all, he's seven foot two, so he can shoot over just about anybody. So that doesn't True. matter. Nobody's blocking it. But yeah, good old Myers Leonard, good reference. Yeah. A name to be forgotten. <laughs> um. Anyway, all right. So that's that's kind of the breakdown of the trade deadline. I'll admit, once the Lakers-Cavs deal happened, I just stopped paying attention because I was <laughs> Yeah, once your team does something, you don't, you don't yeah, need to know course. what everybody else is doing. I, I knew they weren't doing anything else, so I wasn't paying attention to what anyone so, else did. Just just one thing we haven't touched on that, um, yeah. like, I've heard a lot of people talk, well, Bill Simmons and, like, everyone else on The Ringer, about how far IT's stock has fallen and how kind of sad that is. You know, like, last year he's in the conversation for MVP, yep. and this year, like... He's trade bait. They can barely put him on the court anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I mean, has I mean, it's like how how quickly he fell. I, I mean, mean, the I injury obviously he played needs... a huge yeah, yeah, part because he, he didn't play for the first three months of the year. So, and I'm hoping he can get back to at least like some level of what he was. But when we'll you're see where he ends five up. eight or something, it's yeah. If you we'll lose to... any of that athleticism, you're kind of fucked. We'll just have to see where he lands. To see if he can... Uh... When the average player is a foot taller than you. Yeah, and that's the thing. I guess I started talking about that and didn't really finish my thought. I mean, I, you know, I, I haven't watched any of the games since he's been traded, but, you know, they uh, Magic Johnson was saying, yeah, we'll definitely play him along alongside Lonzo. And it's like, that makes sense, I guess, because Lonzo is a true one. IT is not a true one. He's a two. But you can't be a two and be 5'9". Well, like it actually, doesn't work. Lonzo and IT are pretty good pair because, like, IT can just gun and shoot. Yeah, and gun Lonzo, and slash Lonzo, and shoot. Lonzo doesn't like to shoot, and Lonzo plays defense, so. Correct. And no, I, that's what I'm saying. That's, I, I that's agree with Magic. Good, like, that's that's actually who IT needs to play with, someone who can, like, 
cover distribute up the ball to him. Defensive. <laughs> oh yeah, not for e- sure. Not even inefficiency, just defensive nothingness. Yeah. The black hole that he is on defense, and then yes, can also exactly. like he doesn't have to distribute. He can, but he can also right. like play off ball and just get open shots in theory. But I mean, uh, he's like who do I who can I compare his playing style to? I was going to say Allen Iverson just by comparison of size. But Iverson was so much better, was a much better shooter. And for some reason, when Iverson slashed to the basket, like he could get to the basket and score a lot, much like IT did yeah, in the last season. Last but year. since yeah. then, he just hasn't proven that he can do that. And again, you know, as we said earlier, as you said early on, we're only a couple games into this post trade conversation. Maybe 10 games from now, I'll have a completely different opinion about this. But. Um, you know, it's just we've yet to see that really this year at all because, like you said, he underperformed for sure with the Cavs, and now with the Lakers, it's just too soon to tell what it's what it's going to look like. So, I mean, time will I've, tell. What I've also heard, and I don't watch a ton of Celtics games, is like the Celtics' offense was basically perfect for him. Like, plenty yeah. of spacing gives him some lanes to cut to the basket. Like, the Cavs, like he's not the number one guy, obviously. Right. Like. He, he's not with the ball. LeBron's going to be handling the ball most of the time. So, Well, yeah, with the Celtics, it was him and and four wings, basically. Yeah. And so everybody was slashing. They were, like you said, there were all sorts of gaps and spaces in the middle that you could cut that into. That you could exploit, yeah. So yeah, I don't know if, I don't know if the Lakers will be better than that, better on that end or not. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're, like, just because they're such a young team, they don't have a super strong identity of their style necessarily right definitely just not because they're more inconsistent because all their guys are 14 or whatever well not exactly correct but you know what I mean their star rookie is actually 22 and yes I'm talking about Kyle Kuzma so he might be 23 <laughs> at this point is, there, um, is that old he played all four years at Utah Kuzmania yeah Kuzmania he's the shiznit he's 22 okay close enough Anyway, all right, so that's NBA talk. Sticking with the sports theme, though, and actually the reason I was a couple minutes late to the pod tonight is because I was watching part of this live. Uh, Winter Olympics are going on right now. What were you watching? I was South Korea. I haven't watched any uh, Olympics tonight. I was watching skiing yesterday, but what were you watching? I was tonight? watching uh, tonight was the, the men's halfpipe oh, nice. finals. Yeah. So if you, you were not, watching, do you do you not want, want me to reveal what happened? Yeah, you can spoil it. it doesn't I'm not gonna. See yeah, it. I figured it didn't matter. I'm not gonna go back so, and watch it. Olympics, like every other sports, like <laughs> I don't, I know it. I'm not necessarily watching it live. I don't know what the time difference is. I think it's basically like yeah, who knows? Hours here. Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm not gonna go back and rewatch it unless it's no something amazing where somebody like rips their head off or something, and then they probably wouldn't show it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Not amazing, like amazing. Definitely would not show that. No, amazing something else. No, no, I, I know what you mean. Amazing performance of some sort. Um, but yeah, so tonight uh, Sean White took the gold, his third gold, Jesus. in the the half pipe. How old is he? Thirty um, like five. He's thirty two. Yeah. So he uh, he was in second place. They have three runs in the finals. He was in second place behind a Japanese guy, um, and. He pulled off a 97.75 or something. Like, Japanese guy was 95. He was at 93 going in. And he just, you know, pulled off a impeccably perfect run, as Sean White tends to do, and uh, took down the gold. But I wonder... I mean, I, go ahead. I wonder at that point, like, he's won gold, what, twice before? Like, I wonder right. if... He probably doesn't have the nerve. I don't know how if the Japanese guys, but like if this is his first Olympics or whatever. But he's definitely got like the nerves edge because he's competed like so many times. Like right. A lot of that stuff, it's just like riding a bike for him. I'm sure. Like the bigger tricks, he, I'm sure has to concentrate on. But some of those things, he's just it's on automatic. It's second for nature. Him. Yeah. I mean, on a on a half pipe for those unfamiliar, it's basically four to five, four to six hits. I guess five to six hits. You got to do at least five. You're not going to score. Um, on on the lip of the pipe, and yeah, he goes in knowing exactly what he's gonna do, and the only question is, does he have the amplitude, and can he pull off the tricks without, you know, busting or 
cracking his back on the side of the thing, which is Oof. terrifying to me when I think about how high those guys go. But... I'm guessing wind was not a factor in tonight's halfpipe. You know, it wasn't. the The weather was much nicer. I watched the qualifying rounds yesterday, and I'm I'm like you. I just I turn it on at night and I'll just watch whatever's on, unless it's figure skating or something terrible. We which can talk about I don't that watch. in a minute. Okay. Um, but yeah, yes, in qualifying, it was windy as shit. There were like 30, 40 mile an hour gusts, which again, to the point I was just starting to make, like, you know, it only takes six inches one way to the left or to the right to really uh, <laughs> fuck up your jump and fuck up your day and potentially your life, depending on how you land. So, uh, but no, the weather looked much, much better today. I think it was live when I was watching it uh, just an hour or so ago, but yeah. um Talk about blowing out your Achilles. The wind blows you over six inches, and you just smack the edge of the half oh pipe. Oh, God. Because, yeah, on the first hits, they're up like 18, 20 feet. And so the edge of the of the pipe is already 20 feet high. So if you were to if you were to get blown into the pipe, you'd be dropping 40 feet, oh, essentially, 35 That's to 40 so feet, flat onto snow. I mean, you know, again, it's not uh, – uh, the, the announcer's trying to make the analogy. It's like jumping out of a – Four-story window, not really, because you're not landing on a flat ground. There's always a little bit of an angle. But, I mean, if you got blown way in, it would be the same thing. But yeah. And it's also snow. But, I mean, still. Uh, you want to land not, on the slope because then it's just you, sort of yes. like. You want to land on the angle because it, it's much smoother. The impact is um, not there. Gravity's exactly. picking it up. The compression Correct. sucks, but once the you get down to the bottom. The compression would suck. Uh, yeah, I was watching women's slope style, I don't know, two yeah. days ago. And it was windy as fuck, and they were like, at first I didn't realize that it was windy, and a lot of these women were going, they, like, the jumps on those are just fucking ridiculous. Yeah, they're, you know, they're flying, like, 70 feet in the air, uh, and a lot of them were, like, not hitting the slope on the way down, they were hitting, like, the knuckle at the top, and I was like, Geez. Oh, it's the worst! Oh, I've done that, oh, that hurts so bad. I was bad. like, oh my god, you're, you can just feel, like, your legs shattering as they, but it's basically because they're flying in the air, and the wind's just, like... They're just like Stopping a kite them. holding them up there. So they're yep. like, they said one girl was supposed to do like a, a double flip or something. I don't remember what the, they have all the stupid fucking names for the tricks, but, and she in the air decided to do one. It was better because she landed it. I'm like, first of all, I doubt she decided while she was in midair that she was going to rotate <laughs> one fewer times. Right. That was not a game she time did, decision. But she landed. It was pretty amazing. But a lot of them were like hitting that knuckle or just flailing around in the air like that's the worst feeling when you're like misjudge something and you're like oh shit this is gonna hurt when i land well yeah because the second you take off you know what's happening you're not like three quarters away through the jump and then you realize you're not gonna make it the second you pop off that lip you're like fuck i'm not gonna make this <laughs> i've had that feeling before not anywhere near to the degree that sure the people you're talking about obviously but it's the same shit trust me i've landed I, i'll never forget at kirkwood once i was going off going through the park and going off jumps again much smaller than what the Olympians do and I did exactly what I'm just what, what we're describing here this is back when I had my 200 205 dinosaurs and I remember thinking I'm not going to make it and I landed and my left ski just popped off and I just like stopped and I just sat there and the left ski just went shooting off in front of me and I was just like ah my back just hurt so bad because of that <laughs> impact and there's just no give at all that big it's just flat Smack when you oh, God, it's so painful. So I can only imagine what these people yeah, do. I when can't, you know, I can't going imagine. Jumps four or five times the size. Where they're flying, like, they're probably like 20, or, if, I don't know how high they actually are, but it looks like they're 25 feet in the air and they're traveling sure. like 75 feet in distance. And if you hit the flat coming out of that, that's kind of fucking. You're just, fucked. I don't, I don't know how they don't break their legs. Because they bend their knees. What's that? It's that simple. I say because they bend their knees. It's that simple. No. I think it's just a slight high, bend of the knees. And they're going fast enough that they just sort of, it's not like yeah. a, they don't stop when they hit. They're still careening down the mountain. And they're 16, so they have young. Yeah, that's true. Supple bodies that sounded way more pornographic <laughs> than I wanted to. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> they can take those hits. I cannot, certainly you're at this lot, point in my life. a lot more elastic when you're under 25. Yes. Yes, nor could I <clears throat> 10 years ago when I was doing those things that I don't really do that much anymore. So, um, so yeah, that, that was the big event tonight, uh, and then it turned to ice skating, and I had to come up here to record anyway, so I don't give a shit what's going on. What was your comment on the ice skating slash oh, figure skating? Just how much I hate ice skating. 
Like, <laughs> it's so fucking boring. I don't understand why it's so... Po- like, that's the thing that people watch in the Winter Olympics. I'm like, why? Right, right. It's I don't get it. dull as shit. I watched... They're like... Go ahead. Two and a half hours of curling, and that was boring as fuck, but it was more interesting than ice skating. When I was in Vegas last week, I was all about the curling. It was on in the poker room that I was playing in, and I it was I was riveted. I love it. It's shuffleboard, <laughs> but like on a much larger scale. And I know people say it's stupid and it's boring and it takes no talent. Bullshit. Those people not, are incredibly I'm not accurate. saying that. I'm not. I'm not I, I know you're not, but a lot of people do. It's like, oh, anybody can do that. You can be drunk and play that. Well, that's probably true, but you can't play it nearly as well, <laughs> well as these people that are competing in it. It's just like bowling. I mean, like professional bowlers, you can drunk and bowl, but you're not going to bowl a 300 or right. like a 270 or whatever. You're not going to have three open frames. Right. You're not going to bowl well. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't um, have to be super fit to do that. You don't have to be super fit to play fucking baseball. You have to be, I mean, you have to have certain muscles, but there's a bunch of fat asses previously. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. David Wells, hard. famously, the New York Yankees pitcher. That, like, He'd weigh 280 if he weighed a pound. And, like I say, I like obviously they train and they have strength in the areas that they need it, but he's not going to run, like, a five-miler. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, we'll get to that later. I should have saved um, that for my segue yeah. to the final topic. <laughs> save Speaking that comment. not running five milers. <laughs> Speaking of those who are fat asses and can't run five miles. Um, but no, my, my comment on the ice skating thing, and I, first of all, I can't remember which is ice skating, which is figure skating. I don't think it matters, but I know there's a difference, but I can't remember what it is. Is there? But I, there, yeah, I think there is. But I was watching... I think the ice skating has more, like, jumps. Jumps and stuff? Okay. More technical. That, that could be... Well, I know there's Whatever. like ice dancing. I think ice skating right. and figure skating might be the same thing. It's possible. I think dancing in any is event, more the choreography and that kind of stupid shit too. So Not stupid stuff that I don't appreciate. Let's say it that way. Fair enough. So we had it on the other night, and I wasn't really watching it. It was just on. I think it was the men. First of all, Johnny Weir, one of the three broadcasters doing the ice skating. I don't even know. I don't even know what to say about him. He's a former ice skater, figure skater, whatever. And, I mean, if you look up flamboyant in the dictionary, it just has a picture oh, of Oh, I remember Johnny him, Weir. I think, when he was competing. Wears makeup, the, he's got crazy hair. What's the guy that, like, that really gets into it? Do they still have him? The, um, the announcer? Guy? Yeah. I, I know who you're talking about. I don't know if he is announcing the Olympics or not. That's a good question. I haven't um, heard him. I, I watched a tiny bit of ice skating, but... Yeah. I did not hear his in voice. In any event... Right. I want to say Mark so Hamill, event, but I know that's not his name. No, it's not. I, I, damn it, I just had on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. Look it up while I'm telling this story. So, uh, I was watching it for a moment, and while I certainly appreciate their ability to stay upright, because I have ice skated before, I can ice skate in a circle, and that's about it, and even that is a little terrifying to me. So I appreciate their ability to, to skate around and certainly do the jumps and the twists and everything, but it was, uh, it was the women's, you know, program or whatever they call it and it's it's two or three minutes long each program felt like it was closer to three probably just because i it felt longer to me because i was bored out of my mind but i swear probably i don't know 85 percent of it is just skating around and like moving your arms in an artistic fashion yes there's a couple of jumps and they have to hit these jumps and some are harder than others and there's a thing they always do at the end where they fucking spin at super high speeds and i think that's pretty awesome because physics plays a part there but the rest of it is just them going around and turning and figure eight motions and, you know, putting their arms over their heads in the shape of a heart. I just, I don't get it. I don't understand how this is like the top <laughs> level of the sport. If it was top of the sport, they should be doing the jumps and spins like fucking constantly. Just jump, spin, jump, spin, jump, spin, over and over and over. That I'd be impressed by. But they're not. They're just skating get around. The, the speed up to do that stuff. You can't just constantly Okay, do jump, spin, jump, spin, jump, spin. Then... Stop at that end, go towards the other end, full speed, jumps in, jumps in, jumps in. I mean, I don't know. That's the impressive part to me is the landing of those crazy moves. And again, I can't do any of the shit I'm talking about. But I just, I don't. to your point, you know, Summer Olympics, with the exception of track and field, people are all about the gymnastics. They love watching the artistic beauty of the gymnastics and the strength of these athletes. And again, much respect to all these people I'm talking about. But I just, I don't see how ice skating slash figure skating becomes that that same sport for Winter Olympics. I don't understand it. 
Gymnastics, I sort of understand. That's I, I find that more interesting to watch, partly because there's so many different like uh, specialties or whatever events. Yeah. But yeah, the ice skating. So Scott, the guy's name is Scott Hamilton. Scott Hamilton, that's the one. Uh, he's had three brain tumors. So not calling the Olympics this year. Well, this the one the last report was from 2016, but I don't know if that's not why, why he's not calling it. Also, oh. five three. Did not realize that. <laughs> I mean, he he won gold. I don't quite get the relevance, but fair I, enough. Yeah, I don't just I, surprising. Especially too. as a broadcaster, there's no relevance at all. Yeah, not as a broadcaster, but, but former Olympian. How can you be five three and call a game from the booth? I don't understand he, it. He's sitting on a phone book. He won a gold medal in. 1984. 84? Yeah. <clears throat> LA. Good year. It's interesting, though, because I think of him, like, he is synonymous with ice skating to me. Cause yes, him and like Brian Boitano. Every fucking Olympics. Yeah, of course. And Brian Boitano memorialized in the South Park film is the only reason that I'd necessarily remember his, his contribution to skating with the famous What Would Brian Boitano Do song. Thank you, Trey and Matt. Anyway, um, any other Olympics that you've been watching? Any other events? Obviously, this will go on for another two weeks, so we can comment on it in I future was, pods. But. I watched the downhill portion of the men's combined, which is downhill and slalom. And okay. oh, that was also interesting. Basically, the the guy that was in the lead or probably won went early in the race, and the winds were uh, slower. slower. Basically, yeah. everyone else, <laughs> like uh, they had Bodie Miller doing the color commentary, if you will. And he's like, yeah, these guys basically are, they're, they're not, they're skiing flawless runs, but they're like a second and a half behind because oh, wow. on the middle section of the course, they're just getting blown, blown backwards off. by the wind. Not even That's off crazy. the course, it just like slowed them down. I mean, because right. a lot of like, um, especially like downhill and super jeets separated by tenths or hundreds of a second, right. typically. And when, when you can't physically go as quickly as someone else who had different wind yeah, conditions which also led me to a point which which is crazy he's like you know you train four years and you have bad weather i was like jesus fucking christ like how annoying would that, that would be <clears throat> your that your olympics suck. is ruined because it was windy right <laughs> like you, you, well. you skied as the best you possibly could but you're still in 12th place because you went on a particularly windy time yeah, no, yeah, it's not even windy. It was it was windy because you had a good draw. Like you were <laughs> you skiing later or whatever, yeah. No, you had a, yeah, yeah, you thought you had a good draw cuz you were like, "Oh, I get to ski later. I get to see what the times are." And then no. You get fucked by the wind. Mother nature comes to I mean, it is the combined, so um Right, they all have a chance to catch up. I I didn't realize this, but I guess it's been more heavily dominated by the slalom portion and how well you do with that, so Okay. Um it's probably over so by, is, by now, but is uh is Ted Ligety in that one? Yeah, he. I don't remember. What, He's the American. Hope. Like he was, I think when he when he went down, he was in like tenth or twelfth place. He had a decent run, but yeah. um, I don't think he's a great slalom skier. Oh, so he's in trouble. My memory. Well, yeah, and like they show people, and then they show somebody else, and they come in like seven. Like they didn't show like the whole leaderboard to see. Or the, yeah. They didn't while I was watching anyway. So he right. could have been. In, he could have ended up in like thirty fifth place. I have no idea where he was. Of course, of course. Or he might have stayed in like the ten to sixteen right. range. If, if the wind got worse, he may have stayed exactly where he was. Yeah, it seemed like a bunch of people hit around seven or nine, but there seemed to be like a, a dozen of those people. So I have no idea where he ended right. up. All right. Any other uh, events that you have checked um, out or come across curling, by chance? Let's see. Trying to think what else I'd be interested. I wouldn't mind watching like Skeleton. I miss the luge. I saw some of the luge yesterday. Yeah, Skeleton's just crazy luge. <laughs> basically, all that is luge backwards. Basically, <laughs> yeah, luge on quaaludes. Um, yeah, I I like seeing the skiing. I, I'd really want to see like the the GS and the Super G and the, just the straight slalom. Yeah, Super G is always. I also, fun. I want to see the moguls. Whenever that happens, I probably missed it already. You did see, you did miss it. I well, I don't know if you missed the men. I watched the women. Um, I don't feel like there's a good. I haven't really looked that hard. Good way to find out when things are. Plus, like the prime time shit, they're like this, this, and this, and everything that I want to watch is always on at like eleven thirty. 
Right. Coming up in an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> like what the we're fuck? Gonna, we're going to show ice skating from 8 to 10.30, and then we'll cram in the right. ski racing for 15 minutes at the end of that. You know, they did the same thing in the Summer Olympics two years ago, and I never watched any of the primetime stuff because, obviously, I watched pretty much all the track and field. But during the day when it was happening, I would just record that because that was that was soup to nuts. You know, like you were saying, they only showed oh. certain competitors, and obviously they they cut down the primetime show. But in the during the daytime when it was actually happening, they would show, like I would watch heats of the 5,000 meter, which I know sounds boring to a lot of people, but <laughs> they would never... They would never even dare show that in primetime. They'd show the finals of the 5K and the <clears throat> meters and all that. But I wanted to watch all the qualifying heats and all that stuff. And so you just, I just recorded all that during the day. And then at night, I'd zip through it and catch what I needed. But the primetime was just, it's all re-air of stuff that they're showing during the day. I should do that. I, I assume that's the case here. Because the, yeah. the other terrible thing about the Olympics is they have so many fucking commercials. That it's unbearable. That's when you watch it live. Well, and it wasn't true tonight. They actually show the final three guys do the snowboard the half pipe but in the qualifying which was either last night or the night before I think it was last night they literally sh- it was last night so they literally showed like three or four guys go and then they showed Sean White at the top and they are like and coming up next his run he was the last one to go so they did a commercial break came back for his one run showed a score and then went to something else I was like you fucking assholes and I mean they know exactly what they're doing they know everybody you know Sean White to his credit is a huge draw for the Olympics winter and summer um, so they knew that people would stick hey, around, but it the just summer Olympics. They have skateboarding now in the summer Olympics. I, I assume he still does skateboarding. Oh, maybe not. Whatever. He's a big draw for X Games and Winter Olympics. Um, so they knew what they were doing, but it just it pissed me off. So anyway, we'll have more uh, Olympic updates in upcoming pods. So if you enjoyed that, <laughs> stick around, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> There's more to come for the. <laughs> The, the, the little snippets of 15 or 20 minutes here or there that Todd and I actually watch of the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Um, a very uh, incomplete and biased version. Incomplete and heavily biased version of what's two, happening. That's two events from the last week of the Olympics. I, I watched some short track speed skating, but nobody cares about that. I don't know anyone's name, so it doesn't matter. Oh, I, I watched... No one from America. I, yeah, I did watch some speed skating. It was like... Yeah, it was like 15 laps, and there were like 12 guys on the ice. It was nuts. Yeah. Those are those are fun and exciting when they slide out. And there are some like I don't know what they call them, but there are some that are like relay events. I haven't seen them yet in this in this Olympics, but where the people will you know kind of get the speed going in the middle, and then they kind of tag in somehow, and they keep going at top speed, and they'll go for four laps, and the next guy comes in, and they're always like kicking those little you know, dot candy things off to the side that are yeah, supposed yeah. to indicate what's the inside. Um, I don't know. That's that's pretty... It's almost like um, roller derby, but on skates. That can be pretty exciting sometimes. So, um, Sticking with the sports theme, moving on to the next topic, uh, you were lucky enough to have the experience of listening to the great one, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, came and spoke at your work, workplace. Yep. Um, I don't know the details of it. I don't know if it was a Q&A or if he was there with a kind of a stated purpose and spoke and then took questions afterwards. But being a huge Laker fan as I am, Kareem being one of the greatest Lakers of all time, he certainly played for Milwaukee for a while and had success there as well. But um, more of an activist now in his in his later years. And he was as a player too. But So tell us about uh, kind of why he was there, what he talked about, and your thoughts on the experience. Um, I won't tell everything because they asked us not – well, they asked us not to record, I guess, as we could talk about it. Um, okay, fair enough. But he came, I I wasn't exactly sure because like they didn't, I wasn't like on the invite to it, but it, the place where they bring celebrities is near where my desk is. Um, yeah. I think because we uh, sponsor UCLA, so he came and because he's obviously oh, a UCLA alum. <clears throat> but he came and uh, they did a little bit of Q&A and people asked him like a couple questions about sort of political things, about protest. Uh, they, the first question was actually about Lonzo and Lavar, uh, what he thought of them. Interesting. And he's like, basically, he said, uh, Lavar is doing a disservice to his to his kids. He was talking more about Leangelo and Lamelo. Uh, Lithuania, yeah. He's saying like, because he's like, he took him out of UCLA, robbed his son of having a good chance of an education. He was basically like, sure. 
let your kids learn because basketball is important. Obviously, they want to be players. Uh, I think those two are like, what's when's the worst, Mello or Jello? Doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, Lamello is the youngest one. Lagello. <laughs> I know it's not Lagello. Leangelo is the. Well, the, I heard they the call him Mellow Jello and Zoe or something. Yes, they do, which is fucking ridiculous. Anyway, anyway he was. I think Jello is the worst of the players. Mellow is the one who scored 42 the other night or something. The he's like, you're robbing them of an opportunity to, like, learn and. Yeah, of course. And enhance themselves through education. Like, you should never do that. And he, I don't think he talked as much about, like, LeVar just running his mouth, but his point was basically, like, knock it off. Shut up. You're, yeah, butt out. You're making it harder for your son who's on the Lakers to, like, get out of your stupid shadow. And you're right. ruining your other kids' lives by allowing them to shoplift in China and take yeah, them out of school. Yeah, and then taking the no teenager reason. out of high school to go play professionally in Lithuania. And then so. rewarding him with, like, is, he, is the youngest one the one that got, like, the Ferrari or Lamborghini or something? I don't know. I heard about that, but I don't know which one got that. I guess, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. He, he was he was not complimentary of them. Let's say that. Obviously, yes. And not so much. I mean, it wasn't like a personal attack. He's just like these are things that I don't think you should do as a parent. Which I was like, yeah, yeah. things he doesn't believe in. Agreed. Um, of course. And he, you know, he spoke about sort of his, some of his activism, and uh, he's, someone asked him about some of the like the protesting it. NFL and he was supportive of that um, of Kaepernick and some of the other athletes who have mm-hmm. spoken out about racial inequality and injustice for black community which was also pretty cool I mean he was a really inspiring speaker he didn't, he didn't have like a formal speech he said a few words and yeah. then they did a thing like this questions. is your life and recapped some of his stuff and I didn't know all the stuff that he had done but like I mean, I knew he was an amazing player, but just hearing all those things lined up, it was pretty crazy. Like all the MVPs and the championships. Yeah. And they had a couple of clips of like him uh, kung fu fighting with uh, yes. Bruce Lee. Which is Bruce hilarious. Lee, that's right. <laughs> like, it looks so ridiculous because he's good. Like, I mean, he walked into the building and he was easily, it seemed like a foot taller than most people because he is. He's like 7'2". Yeah, seven seven yeah. I mean, probably not anymore, but anyway. Uh, well, yeah. And and just seeing him with Bruce Lee looked like he was about five three in the clip. Right. Like he looked ridiculously small in comparison. Um, yeah, it was pretty amazing. I was I was very impressed. He's one of the great ones, that's for sure. He's on he most people's super humble, like Mount Rushmore. He like he wasn't a obviously he didn't have a lot of like celebrity attitude or anything. He was. Very no, of course not. He hates it. He hates celebrity. He hates... I mean, I think he enjoys the opportunity to speak to young people or younger people, which most people are at this point in his life. But, um, yeah, he's shied away for many years during his professional career. He hated interviews. He hated all that stuff. And he didn't want to do it, but he knew he had to. And then, you know, when he began being uh, using his fame for good and for, uh, you know, social issues... Um, I think he realized the importance of it, and he's he's kind of grown to accept it. Obviously, he's a public figure. You can't when you're that size, whether you're a famous basketball player or not, you can't go anywhere without people noticing you. So, I think he kind of embraced it. But um, he's a very shy guy from everything I've read and everything I've heard in interviews when he was younger. So, what one thing that was interesting when they were doing like the "This Is Your Life" sort of, we have a big like touch screen thing where they present things to the athletes and show clips of them and stuff. Um, yeah. they had a picture of him with his mother and his father and his mother was, I mean, based on the photo, he said his dad was six, one and his mom looked like she was maybe like five, nine, five, ten. Like she was a, wow. a taller lady, but like they, they said, like they were saying it's rumored that he got his height from his grandfather or something who I think was maybe six, eight, but like mm. you don't expect someone whose parents like six, one to have a kid who's. Seven one or seven, seven two. Plus. Yeah, yeah. No, was, of course not. Was, like him towering over them. I was like, huh, interesting. Yeah, that would be odd. Well, that's cool. Um, I assume there you didn't get any sort of autograph or anything along those lines. No, in general, that like when available. people come, they they uh, they shuffle them out. Well, they just they ask you not to bother them, and I. Did. Yeah. I mean, there, he he was very gracious, and he was signing things for people. I think they actually. It was the main focus of it. There was sort of like a. Our company has like culture clubs, and this was like the. 
the African-American sort of employee. I don't, I don't, it has, it's had some acronym, but I think it's like training and like enrichment for as a group yeah. of people. African-American. And sure. they, they brought, they, they were given notice about his coming. And I think he was, they, they were going somewhere as a group, maybe to have lunch or something afterwards, but not being a you. part of that club is since I'm not African-American. Uh, <laughs> you can't get the pass to I get in. Come on. Grandfather. No. Yeah. That's no, a shame. I, I appreciate their company has that. So whatever. Um, but yeah, yeah no, it was cool. Well, very cool. Great that you could see an excellent Laker, one of the great <clears throat> Lakers, even though you're not a Lakers fan. You lucky bastard. Anyway, yeah, but I mean, he's just an excellent um, basketball player. It's not just like. Yeah, no, of course. I know, I know. It's I think a, of him and, as a great and, player, not a great Laker. I'm not yes, going well, to disparage him by calling him a great Laker. You know, that's your error, your fault. No, no issues there. <laughs> um, but a better man, a better person from everything I've heard. And very intelligent. Very well spoken. Again, what I've heard, interviews. Um, okay, so very cool. So we're almost at an hour now, so we're going to skip all these other topics. We'll push them till next week. And But not every topic. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not every topic. We're not going to run through all these? Yes, we are going to just skip right through these at a top speed. Um, <laughs> but set your pace at something gentle and slow that you can keep up with. And join us for the weekly Todd running update. I now feel like I must have some theme music for it. That was good. That was a shuffle of your feet along the sidewalk. Yeah. Probably a... Obviously, a sound you're fabricating since you don't know what the hell it would sound like. Uh, it wouldn't so be what that is, fast, that's for sure. It definitely would not be that fast. It'd be more plotting. No, not at all. Do, 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 do. Uh, no, all I, right. have, I have not run. Since the last pod. No, I really need to. I need to... Just You really do need to, you said? Yeah, I really need to. I yeah, want no to. shit! I know, that's the whole point of this. <laughs> of course you need to. I could set Jeez. my alarm and do it tomorrow, I guess. That's not going to happen. Let's see. What? what? How much earlier would you have to wake up to go run two miles in the morning? Uh, I mean, I really need to wake up like an hour earlier. Not that it takes me that long, but I got to like get up, get dressed. I got to drive somewhere to run. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then run for, I don't know, 20 minutes, 20 half minutes. an hour, and then come yeah. back. I mean, I could probably do 45 minutes earlier, but it's rough getting need up to at 5.30. Uh, well, I, I understand. I do it all the time. You need to commit to a a Monday, Wednesday, Friday commitment, or at least a Monday, Wednesday, and then a Saturday, where, again, as I've told you before, you seem to disagree for some reason. You have to have more available time and resources on a weekend. I know you have things going on with the children's and whatnot, but... You don't have that whole nine-hour block of work and commute. True, that gets in the way of everything. So, All right. are you setting your I, alarm, or are you no, just? No, I'm thinking about it. Happening? I was like, okay. Wednesday would be good, but Wednesday's tomorrow, so that maybe, is tomorrow. Maybe we'll do Thursday this week. Yeah, we'll do a Tuesday, Thursday. Skipping today, obviously, because it's already nearly midnight where you are, and starting on Thursday. Thursday, Saturday would be good. At this point, because you've not run essentially at all, you do want to start out with. You know, no more than two, maybe three days in a row. So if you want to have a day break in between, just do one day on, one day off for a while before your body's used to not doing nothing, then uh, that's a sensible thing to do. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. We'll see. And I might actually start posting these just so you can, I can shame you into actually running. <laughs> I feel like that's the only move I have now at this point. I know. It's actually put these up to be and shamed. people hear them. Yeah, you definitely need to be shamed publicly and privately. So, are you going skiing soon? I am. Uh, I leave not this coming Saturday, but Saturday after. I'll be in Tahoe for eight days. Are you? So you're not going to overlap with uh, Nick? I saw that he's out there now. Maybe he's there for three weeks. I don't know. No, he's there for five weeks. So yes, I will overlap with Nick. <laughs> Is he really there for five weeks? I'm pretty sure it's five weeks. He will definitely be there when I am there. Shut and up. yes, he got there two days ago. He's there for five weeks? I think so. It's either four or five. That's normally how long they stay. My God. Yeah. So, uh, Dad, Julia, and myself all land, whatever that Saturday is, the 24th, I think. Um, 
and uh, yeah, Nick and Mike are already out there. Yeah, twenty fourth we land, and uh, and then I'm staying. So I fly out on a Saturday. I fly back the next Sunday morning. So I'll have the full the full seven days of skiing. I won't be able to ski that first day, but uh, Sunday to Saturday of skiing. Probably go to Kirkwood at least once or twice. Conditions are not looking good. Um, there's like a 50-inch base, I think. Mm. And I'm sure Mott Canyon's not going to be open. But the only potential upside is that recent 15-day forecast, which now will overlap into the time that I will be there, do show that it will be snowing uh, mid to late next week and into the first couple of days I know it's a 15-day forecast, you never know, but um, there's at least a chance, whereas before it was sunny and 50, sunny and 50, sunny and 50, which is typical Tahoe weather this time of year, but that's on a bigger base of snow. So hopefully, you know, I'll I'll take, if it snowed every day, I'd be fine with that. I'll take fresh pow, 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 any day, so I can ski in the trees and and whatnot. So what's so funny about pow, pow? That's what it's called. That's what the kids call it. Yeah, I know. know. We've got to reach a millennial audience out here. Yeah. I know last week we were doing fucking Diet Coke ads, but... That's not going to impress anybody under the age of 35, so got to reach out to the kids. Rip. By the way, tonight's episode brought to you by Snapchat. That's Rip, right, Snapchat. Ripping the fresh for pal. All your fresh pal. For all your fresh pal needs. Snapchat to your friends. Snapchat to your coworkers. Snapchat. Use the hashtag I don't know what it does. the BroPod. Exactly. Hashtag BroPod. Check us out on Twitter, BroPod. Check out BroPodNetwork.com. Still under construction. <laughs> I found the old GeoCities uh, graphic that has the construction sign that says under is construction. Is it on there, so, really? Jesus. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I wish I could. I'm sure it'd be easy to find. I could put it up there. I actually should do that. I'll do that this week. Kind of in the same way that you'll run and draw a picture for me. Yeah. In any event. Um, so we'll call that a pod for this week. Lots of NBA talk, lots of sports talk. So if you're not into that, tune in next week and we'll talk less <laughs> about that. Maybe. I almost promise. Maybe. Um, we'll, we'll cover a couple of these other topics. Also, I can go ahead and tease it. Next week will be a recap of the Westminster Kennel Club Dog Show, which ended just moments ago. I do not know the results, so oh, please do not tweet up. me or text me. Don't at um, me with Westminster results. Yeah, don't at me with Westminster results. I have to go Facebook dark now for the next seven days until I watch it. Uh, but we'll have that on next week's show, and we'll probably have a week off because, as I just mentioned, I'll be in time. But we'll talk more about that on next week's pod. So... Uh, I think that's all we got. Todd, thoughts, questions, comments, criticisms, requests? No. Didn't think so. Excellent input. <laughs> all right. Until next week, everybody. Peace. Sweet.